Let's talk about what black people want. Let's also discuss BAME and the issues it causes. What about whitewashing history? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Um, you may recognise my voice from LBC. Um, I made a call on the tw- on the fourteenth of June, twenty twenty. Um, Ian Dale show. Um, they did a write up on it, um, stating uh, it's a remarkable call, unearthing deep rooted issues in British society amid anti racism protests. The pro the podcast is still available on LBC. Uh, if you want to check that out, but today. Um, I just wanted to speak about a few things. Um, so I think, you know, amid this, this whole situation with COVID-19, Black Lives Matter, racism, etc. Um, there's the question is, uh, what do black people want? What, what is it we're trying to gain from this whole situation? And pretty much it's, it's just having a, a level playing field. You know, um, black people um, long for you know, the, the idea of how would life really be for me as a black person in the UK if it was a level playing field, if I didn't have to deal with the nepotism, the, the subliminal racism or the overt racism, as you saw with the, um, the far right and the EDL um, last Saturday. Um, so these are, that is actually what we want. Um, I mean, since the, the, the EDL done their march the other day, I mean, one of the, I'm a bike rider, I'm an avid bike rider, I like to keep fit. Um, but I went for a ride into an area that I'd never been to before, um, out in, in uh, Cuffley, uh, I believe it was. Um, and I found myself on a, on a winding road, a dark winding road. In, it was in the middle of the day, but one of those roads where the trees are kind of meet at, above your head and it's really dark and woodland and beautiful. But I did think to myself, hang on a minute, um, amidst all of this, what's going on in the world, if I am caught out here on this road on my bicycle and I bump into some uh, um, EDL supporters or people that are just, you know, feel that they're under attack um, through this Black Lives Matter thing, I'm not going to have a hope in hell. And I was mindful of that. You know, I'm not saying that I'm riding around scared, but I did that crossed my mind. Um, it didn't cross my mind uh, a year ago, but these are the things we, you know, I'm fearing that at, at this point, you know, I was, you know, and that's because you can see the, 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 the energy, the negativity that's out there um, towards, you know, black people, towards change, etc. from them, the, just the guys alone who was doing the EDL stuff. So that's, that's one of the things that um, it's kind of unearthed for me as well. Um, I think, you know, I think it's really interesting and really positive that um, Patrick Hutchinson, um, saved one of the uh, EDL protesters. Uh, I think his name was Brian Mel, 55-year-old Millwall fan, and apparently he's an ex-detective um, as well. Um, but I think that picture going around the world, I think is really telling. Um, obviously, um, from Patrick Hutchinson's accounts on TV, he was out there uh, to protect young black people who may have got caught up in physical violence at the hands of EDL because they said they were coming going there. Um, but then he found himself in a situation where he saw a human being, let's take colour out of it, he saw a human being on the floor and he saw that he was probably going to be uh, come out of that in, in, in the worst way possible. So he thought, Do you know what, let me save this person's life, literally, or save him from at least extreme damage. And he's done that. Um, and what I find strange is that he's now getting flack from both sides in a way. Um, so... I've heard some, some, some black people say that, you know, he shouldn't have done that, for instance, which 
you know, that's, and that comes from a place of anger and, you know, why is he protecting people that are obviously showing they don't like us? But for me, personally, he done the right thing. That's a human being. That is a good trait. That is something that you should do. You see somebody hurt and injured, regardless of their politics, regardless of how they feel, you should help them. Why wouldn't you? It's a human being. So, but what I find really interesting, I think this is what gets the goat of black people who say that he shouldn't have saved him, is that what if if this was a, a black person, an anti-racism person who had, who had fallen down or found himself in a situation where he was surrounded by um, EDF, EDL members at that time, would any of those EDL members saved him? Um, and I've got to be honest, I don't think so. I, ca I can't imagine a world where that would happen. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, it, that's, that's one of the issues. Um, so, and recently as well, we, I hear people talking about who are Black Lives Matter? Who, who are they? Where do they come from? Um, and so I've done a little bit of research and, you know, I found out that they are, it's free black women from America. Um, and it's something that they've put together, which, which is great. You know, um, I'm not really interested in the, the, any negativity surrounding that. Although, you know, I'm not interested in any of that. What I'm interested in is, is what is happening now in the UK. And what's happening now, we're having conversations, black, white, Asian, etc. Everybody's having conversations about race and the issues that it has caused and, and how we can fix it going forward. Now, this organisation, Black Lives Matter, they've, that's their, the, the brand name, Black Lives Matter. But actually, Black Lives Matter is... It's just what it is. It's just it's a statement that says Black Lives Matter. So I'm not I'm just interested in the movement at the end of the day. And if it's going to move us closer together as human beings, black, white and, and whatever, whatever, that's what actually counts. And that's what it seems to be doing. It seems to be opening us having conversations that are moving us forward. Um, and, and that's it. I'm, I'm about taking the positives out of it. Um, but one of the things that I do find that is not really useful is this term BAME. Um, BAME, you know, it is too all-encompassing, you know, it's pulling all the minorities together, but the truth is, minorities have different issues, you know, a black person's issue, black person, black people suffer things that Asian people cannot relate to, Asian people suffer things that black people can't relate to, some of the things we do share, the name calling, you know, there's a, there's racial Asian, there's bigger, there's, names for Asian people and it's bigger names for black people. We may, we, we, we may suffer that, but there are certain things that we do not suffer that are similar. But why these things don't get addressed separately is because we are all bunched together, you know? And this is why I think that slogan, Black Lives Matter, makes a real difference because it's allowing us now for the first time in a long time to focus on what are affecting black people specifically, you know? And that's important. I mean, you know, uh, I think in politics at the moment, Priti Patel and um, Rishi um, has, they've, they've both spoken about how they were affected by racism as young people, etc. Um, but, and that's fine, and that should be spoken about, but it doesn't mean that they understand what black people are going through now. So I really think it's important that we have black people that are in those positions that can represent black people's plight and, and things that are specific to black people. I think it's really, really important um, that that's addressed separately. Um, so, you know, I mean, all of the stuff that we're talking about, you know, we're talking about people pulling down statues, 
Um, some people see that as whitewashing history when, as I've said before, it's nothing to do with whitewashing history. It's really about the total opposite. It's about exposing history for what it is. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, or just all history. And one of the things that is truly missing um, in, in, in the psyche of the UK is what about the history of black people pre prior to um, transatlantic slavery? There's a whole rich history there that has not been spoken about, doesn't get spoken about, other than when black parents um, teach their kids that at home, but they don't get it at school. And it's not history just for black people, it's for history for all of us, because it's attached to all of us. Um, every line of history across the planet will have black people playing a part in it at various stages. So it's important that us as human beings know that. So it's, I, you know, it, it's just never about whitewashing history, but without knowing our roots and, and where you are from, it does affect people in, in the long run. I mean, if you're somebody who's a descendant of um, the Caribbean, you know, obviously your, your, your ultimate um, roots are in Africa, but if you, you're, you can only go back to your, uh, your parents who were taken as, not parents, sorry, your ancestors that were taken as slaves and left in the Caribbean or left in Brazil, you can only go so so far back as regards to your roots. It's, it's very hard, actually, to actually see a clear link between you and Africa, even though you know it's there. And I pretty much, to date, I think the only way you can do that to any real end is by um, doing blood tests, and then they can tell you a rough uh, part of Africa you're from. But whereas every other race can actually pretty much, even African, you know, people that are, can still find their roots in Africa, they can obviously still go back to um, their roots within Africa. So within that, you, I mean, what we, I suppose what we have to understand is, in Af you know, being a descendant of the Caribbean or descendant of Brazilian slaves or Af uh, Caribbean slaves, you have a bloodline of trauma. Yeah, there's trauma there that has never been addressed, you know, and we could say it's 400 years old, 500 years old or however old. But as we know now in, in modern day, we know that if you have trauma now, you, it needs to be addressed. Otherwise, it's going to cause you and your family, your future family problems because you're going to hand down that trauma in the way how you behave. And it will just go on and on and on. So, for instance, if somebody is... Um, is uh, um, kidnapped um, today and they're kept in captivity for a month and they've been tortured just for a month when that person when we get that person out of that situation one of the things we're going to be doing in part of rehabilitating them and, and making sure that they can function as a, as a as a normal human being after that traumatic experience is therapy which addresses the trauma that they went through because if we don't we know that's going to be a problem for them throughout their life so with uh, people who are descendants of slaves, you've got to think, this is 500 years, up until from slavery began, transatlantic slavery began, till it ended, there's a whole lot of trauma that's been handed down years and years, generation after generation, uh, you know, and I'm talking about trauma from, from uh, the violence, um, from the interbreeding, from a whole lot of things. Um, so that stuff still plays out in some ways today, um, because it's never been addressed. So that's, that's something that I think, um, you know, over time, something that needs to be addressed. And it, it does explain a few things in regards to behavior and mindsets, etc. Um, so one of the, one of the uh, people that I really do appreciate, you know, on this planet, who, who really did something 
kind of groundbreaking is Jane Elliott with her blue eye and brown eye experiment. And I think that's something that everybody should watch, you know, black, white or whatever. Everybody should watch that and help have the conversation because she'd done that years ago. Um, I, you know, I think the first video I saw it was actually in black and white when she did that. And I think she's done a few since then. But that really emphasizes some real points, you know, some real points about how racism works and, and how it's how deep rooted it is. So that's something I think people should look into as part of building on this story as well. And I've seen, you know, there's there's various videos out on, on YouTube where you've got, you know, pictures of um, like, you know, it'd be a black child and the black child would be looking at two dolls. You know, this is a black child looking at a doll. One's black, one doll's black, one black doll's white. And everything this young child, and it's so sad to see, everything this young child sees um, in regards to the black child are all negative, all negative connotations. And every question and every thought about the white doll was all positive. And then I think at the end of it, they, they asked the young child, which doll would she rather be? And she pointed to the white one. And it was so sad um, because obviously that's an inbred and ingrained thing. You know, the child hadn't been, even been alive. I think the child was under five. Um, hadn't been alive to really understand what racism is and, and, and understand who they are. But it, it really emphasised how the programming the subliminal programming that's been going on for years and, you know, it, it's there and it influences our thoughts and our feelings from a very early age, you know. So that's these are things that need to be looked at and discussed and opened up just so that we can all come together, you know, as, as human beings, you know, and work together because at the end of the day, we've all got one planet, you know, they're obviously trying to get to other planets in, in, the, in, the, in the solar system. But at this time, we've got one planet and we have to live here together. So we have to find out a way to coexist in a way that's not confrontational, that's not um, uneven, that people don't feel suppressed. Um, and it's a place where we can have conversations, you know, and, and, and dismantle some of the things that don't support us as human beings, you know. Um, and history is going to play a big part in that because if we're really honest about his, our history, the human race history, um, we can move forward from that point, you know, everybody can feel empowered at that point because there's going to be things within human history that, that build white people up, that build Chinese people up, that build uh, anybody up, but there isn't a lot that's spoken about openly about black people that builds them up. I mean, obviously, you can talk about recent times. You know, we have footballers that do very well. We have we have black billionaires now, etc. We can talk about uh, uh, recent stuff, but actually, what you find is when people know about their roots, like not what's happened now, like where you've come from. You know, how far you've come, how much you've influenced the planet. You know, it, it, these are important things. Um, another thing is fear. I think. I think a lot of, I think racism actually and any, any, any kind of ism is always based in fear somewhat. Um, but there's, there's something I, I would say about um, black people is that black people are not, they, there's certain things that black people don't do uh, or, or certain things that we're, we're not into. We, as black people, we are loving, opening and welcoming people. Black people are not the a type of people that, you know, would not like a race of people just based on the colour of their skin. It's just not in us, you know? It's just not something that we do, we don't think like that. Black people would not like people because of what they've done to them, specifically as individual, or what they've done to them as a people, but it's not gonna be on something like the colour of your skin. And also, we're, we're not a people that do things um, to destroy 
um, the planet, for instance. Like, for instance, this is, a, this is a point. Black people would not create something like a, an atomic bomb, for instance, that can wipe out the whole planet. It's just not something that we would go to do. And that's not because we, we don't have people on the planet who are smart enough to create something like that. But it just doesn't resonate with us, destroying the whole planet or threatening to destroy the whole planet. So, um, so yeah, these are things that are not in us. So, and, and revenge as well. You know, I think, I think there might be a fear amongst people that if black people are in a position of power, they may try to exact revenge based on all the things that happened to them but we're, we're really not like that and this this is this is one fundamental thing that we just would not do um and and we're like that to a fault i suppose in some ways because um i suppose when when uh transatlantic slavery uh, began um, that was really about um europeans coming to africa and africa opening its arms pretty much opening its arms and saying look come in, you know, we can trade, we can do, do all sorts of trade, we've got many resources, we've got diamonds, we've got minerals, we've got, we've got everything you're going to need on the planet all in one continent. So we're happy to share it with you because it's here in abundance, it comes from the earth. So we are open like that. So un unlike, say, I don't know, say China, I think, I mean, at one time in history when China built the wall around China, you know, they had that wall, I believe, for 200 years and, and the plan was... We're not letting anybody in and we're not letting anybody out. You know, we're going we're gonna to build ourselves up as Chinese people. And hats off to them. You know, that, that worked for them. But what I'm saying is, is that is not something that Africans would do. You know, even after being attacked and abused, etc. It's not something that we would do. Because as far as we're concerned, we're one people and we're one family and we're one planet. And it's all of ours. So we wouldn't do that. So there isn't any thoughts of... of that kind of revenge, you know, it's not really about that. All black people truly want, I believe, is fairness, a fair playing field so that they can excel without having to second guess things, without having to climb extra hurdles um, that, that, that our counterparts, you know, white Europeans or Asian people don't really have to climb. Um, so, you know, I mean, racism, it goes in, in different directions. You know, there's been racism against Jews. There's been racism against Indian people. There's racism against black people. There's, there's racism. But racism um, is fundamentally about hate. You know, it's about hating a race, I believe. Um, and it's about power. You know, it's about power. If, you, if you've got power over somebody in, in any kind of way, um, you can exact racism on them uh, um, very efficiently, you know. Um, but I think there's a stark difference between racism, um, colorism, and um, yeah, there's there's a stark difference between these things, um, and 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 also um, it's really important to remember. I mean, as black people, um, I think that's something that we something that we have to unpick is the colorism, and it probably stems from racism, to be fair. Um, but the colorism is a big thing because actually, within the you know in the in the more uneducated sides of us, it is about lighter is better, darker is not, you know? And you have that same caste system in India, you know, you have the caste system where lighter is better and darker is not. And that comes from somewhere, you know? That, that thought process actually comes from somewhere. Um, and I think it's something that's been introduced into, into various societies. But at the end of the day, it's all folly, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if we all do a DNA test, our DNA is going to come back 
as we're going to all have some African DNA in us, all of us, all human beings on the planet. Um, and that's just science. And that's just the fact. So thank you. Thank you for um, thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Um, hopefully you join us for the next one. Take care and be nice to each other. Thanks again for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussions.